0: This is Karen and here's today's training news break. Today marks the International Friendship Day. It's an occasion dedicated to celebrating those we love. It's also the perfect chance for retailers to strengthen customer relationships while reaching new audience, offering customers exclusive rewards to share with friends in celebration of International Friendship Day. It does have the potential to be your best campaign yet. That's it for today's training news break. Now, back to the show. Are you enjoying the show? Help us bring more great content to you by donating. Every bit helps. You can donate to us by visiting our Patreon page. You can go to www.patreon.com and search for Real Girlfriends Across America to support the show. Or you can donate to us by visiting our Anchor page. You can visit www.anchor.fm and search for us by searching Real Girlfriends Across America. We appreciate the donation.
1: Now back to the show. We are back from the break. Um, so when, and I'm going to use myself as an example, um, some of the reasons why uh, when I was experiencing some of the things that I experienced during my marriage, some of the reasons why I didn't leave, and this might be re- some reasons that other women experience also, Um so I, I would like to share them because sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm the only one that goes through this or, oh, this is the only one that, you know, I'm the only one that this happens to. And it's just not true. Um, one of the main reasons why I did not leave because of some of the things that I experienced was because my husband was the breadwinner. I mean, he made the money, he paid the rent, he bought the groceries, he, he was the provider. And at the time, because of some experiences and some things that, it, that were going on in my life, Um, I depended on him my children and my my child at the time I only had my oldest but my child and I we both depended on him and so I didn't see how I could survive financially without him at the time like these are all reasons that you tell yourself um, because you don't feel as though you have the power to leave or the strength to leave Um, another reason why was that um, I I was I didn't want to be alone. I was afraid of trying to get out there. I didn't want to have another relationship. There are so many other reasons. And when you look back on it, it feels like because I'm in a stronger place now, those reasons feel weak to me. Um, but when you're in it and you're at that level, they don't feel weak. They feel, they feel as though they are like insurmountable obstacles. They feel like canyons that you just have no way to climb up and no way to jump down. Like you cannot cross them. And I don't know um, if other women understand, you know, that these things are surpassable because when you're in it, it seems so dark that you just can't see your way through. Have any of you guys had or thought or maybe knew somebody that thought those things when they were in these types of relationships?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I I was afraid. That was my biggest thing is being afraid of the unknown. What was I supposed to do? Um, So that was my biggest thing was fear. And then I just let it engulf me and take me over. And from that point on, you know, until I got strong enough to leave, um, I was absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Anyone else?
0: Um, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to pay my bills or even eat because he made more money than I did. And I didn't make
3: very much money.
0: Um, But at some point, I just decided that I would rather
3: be hungry than be miserable. And, I mean, I definitely did go through some times where I was hungry, but I don't regret my decision at all.
1: Mm -hmm. Anyone else?
0: This is C. I've never been in a situation where, I wasn't financially able to leave, but I know I had a friend who lived close to me and I used to let her and her kids sleep in my house whenever things were um, headed at her house. Um, And I offered her to move in, but she never wanted to. Um, And she's still in the same situation um, like a year or two later. Um, But, I mean, I understand why she decided to, I mean, I don't, I don't um, co-sign with her, but I understand her reasoning for
1: wanting to go back and stay. Mm -hmm. Um, Tawanda, in your experience when you were assisting these women who were in domestic violence situations, did they ever tell you their reasons for
3: staying? You hit the nail on the head in reference to what you just said. Of course, the first thing is, People feel like he had a bad. day. They will make excuses for the guy, and um and then most situations was because of financial. You know, either the person did not work, or either um they were the actual breadwinner. And, you, and when you have children, you don't have resources. You're estranged from your family. But let me let me say, say this really really quickly too, because I never forget one time at that very same job that I had, I had a lady call one day. Um, and I worked at the Salvation Army as a social worker, and we had a um, caller ID, so I had, you know, I could see some of the numbers that were called in unless they blocked it. And I said, hello, Salvation Army, and she said, I need your help. My husband's been beating me. I think he's going to eventually kill me. Like, I don't really know what to do. And we talked for, like, less than one minute, and I'm like, oh, my God, Like, are you serious? Like, what's happening? She said, listen, I need some help, da-da-da. She said, oh, I got to go. I got to go. He's coming. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And then she hung up, and I was like, and I wrote the number. And I, I wrote the number down when when she started talking and said, you know, started saying what she was saying. I went ahead and wrote eight four three six six two because this was in Florence, South Carolina. And then I had the number written down. I had no idea what her name was, but I had resources to be able to get it. And then a couple, like a minute or two later, I said, Salvation Army, this is so and so, blah blah blah. How can I help you? Because I'm answering the phone. So I think the secretary was out or whatever. And when I said that, he said, the guy, it was a guy calling back. He said, I got your name. If you come here, you have anyone come here, I'll kill you. And hung up. And I just sat there for a couple of seconds, like, what? And I just said, Salvation Army and my name. He knows where I'm at. So for the rest of the day, I sat watching the door. People came in. Because I had no idea if somebody could come in at any minute and blow my brains out. Because the thing about domestic violence, if people don't know, friends get killed, too. People on the sidelines get killed, too. People that give you a place to stay get killed, too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that really scared me to death. And guess what I did? I did nothing. I didn't even call anybody. I, he, I, he scared me to death. I four, but I didn't do nothing else. I was 23 years old. I didn't know what I could do other than be scared. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um when you're in those kind of situations and you are the person who uh, I'll call, you know, you're the basically the third party, you're not the person one of the people in the relationship. Um sometimes the only thing that you can do um would be to call outside assistance whether it would be, you know, 911 or um emergency response Um, because if you get involved yourself, like you said, not only could you get injured, you could get killed. This person is already, um, attacking somebody who they claim they love, you know, they claim they love and they won't hesitate to do it to someone else. So the the safest thing to do in that situation is to, is to be on the sideline and call, um, an authority for assistance to handle it. And the the another thing that people don't realize about these situations is that often um, in, in some, in many domestic violence situations, when the police do show up to take away the abuser, sometimes um, the abusee, the person who is being abused will fight the police on behalf of the abuser. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I've never seen it happen. And I've never experienced this, but I have heard of it happening. Um, And I've heard descriptions of these kind of things taking place. So Mm -hmm. you don't ever want to be the person if you're a third party to try and break up a DV couple, you just don't. You get outside people um, of authority, the police or whatever, who know how to handle these kind of situations. Um, so I want to give, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a domestic violence hotline. Um, I don't know how many, how many resources women out there have, but I would like to give out this information for anybody who is in a domestic violence situation and they don't know where to go and they don't know how to get help. Um, This domestic violence number is a a national hotline. It's 1-800-799-7233. Again, it's a domestic violence national hotline, and it's 1-800-799-7233. And if you are in a domestic violence situation or you are the friend of somebody who is in a domestic violence situation and you just want to get this person resources, please call this number so that you can get assistance. And you could really save somebody's life. You can honestly save somebody's life. Um, so, um, I want to talk a little bit about if you, if um, ways to encourage yourself if you're in a DV relationship or encourage somebody who is in a DV relationship to um, make healthy choices. So, what are some healthy choices um, or ways to encourage someone to healthy choices? that you know you you might be able to give to someone out there um Annie you go first
2: you know honestly um my biggest thing is is you know i remember um my this one of my sisters and i always talked about it um and what she always says to me is that she missed me so much because i was never around with the family at that time um because i was always hiding or whatever and and you don't want to put your family or your children through that. And that's the important part. Like, like take a look around at what you're doing to yourself and to those that you love. And, you know, you're stronger to to walk away and build your own life. And it may be scary and hard, but it's doable. And there's people out there that will help you.
3: Right. Right. Tawanda. I would have to say, if I had to say, one thing, get yourself a good support system and positive associations associations can save your life. Regardless of Mm -hmm. what type of situation a person is in, when you have one or two people that are around you, if you have one or two girlfriends, for example, someone positive, someone who loves you, someone who cares about you, someone who truly wants the best for you, they can be an ear to listen. They can be a house that you can stay at. They can be that outlet that's not abusive if you ever need that situation. I know hundreds of women over the last 20 years that's been in domestic situations, and over half of them have said, I didn't tell anyone because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't have anyone who wouldn't judge me, and so on and so forth. Sometimes as a friend, you got to be a friend to shut up. Just shut up and listen. Just shut up and say, I don't care what's going on. You can come here. So having associations so someone would know you are not alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyone else? This is the, I, I agree with both ladies.
0: I think that it's important to know yourself worth and know that you're above anything that um, anyone's saying about you. Um, you're worth more than that, and you're, you're not worth someone belittling
1: you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else?
0: Um, I think learning the pattern,
3: like, because I was always sucked in by, like, the rainbows and hearts, and so if I would have known sooner that, that that was, like, pretty typical of abusive situations, maybe I could have gotten out sooner.
1: Right. Right. And what Amanda is talking about is that it's called the cycle of violence. So what happens in the cycle of violence is that first the abuser starts out very sweet and then he gets a little bit, you know, mean and then he gets meaner. And then finally, there's a, a point to which there's a, a snap almost in the relationship and he'll physically hit or abuse um, um, uh, abuse. And afterwards there'll be sort of a cooling down honeymoon period where he's back to being sweet and nice and kind. And what she was saying, you know, the kisses and rainbows. Um, And that doesn't last uh, um, much, very long. And it starts to slip back into um, a pattern and cycle of violence. So that's what, that's what's called the cycle of violence. Mm.
0: Um,
1: So I just want to, to wrap this up. Unless you guys have any other thoughts, I want to, you know, just put it out there. There is help for you. There is hope for you. Um, if you have been in a domestic violence um, relationship or you are in a domestic violence relationship, there are shelters that can take you in and hide you. Even if, and I want to say this specifically because there are, I have seen women who were married to cops who were being abused, and they, did, they were terrified. They didn't know if they could go anywhere. They had nowhere to hide. You can go to DV shelters. They are required by law to um, prevent anybody, including the police, from entering the premises. You can be safe, even if you are being abused and you are the spouse of an abusive cop. You can get help. So please make sure that if you are in an abusive relationship relationship that you get the help that you need. Um, does anybody have any other thoughts?
3: Oh, this is the one I think the last i was saying in reference to what you just said is don't take anything for granted. I know a lot of time, like I said, I was a person that was judgmental and didn't really understand it. You know, you never know what someone is going through until you walk a mile in their shoes. So, regardless of what spectrum we all are, are that listen to this call all over the world, just don't judge anyone. Don't take anything for granted. Be helpful. Sometimes listening means everything um, because this actually is something very serious. I have no idea how many people die at the hands of domestic violence daily, but I know that it's, it's, it's too many. And we definitely need to make sure that we do a better job at being there for the person if we can. Right. Right.
1: I just want to thank everybody for calling in and for listening to the show and for giving all of your input. Um, I greatly appreciate each and every one of you that was able um, to share and to to give your stories um, because it can make all the difference in the world to someone out there who thinks that they're alone. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank We're going to wrap up the show. And I hope that you will join us the next time on Real Girlfriends Across America. This has been Kay. Good night, ladies. Thank
3: you. Looking forward to hearing your outro. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Real Girlfriends Across America. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're here Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m., EDT time or 6pm PDT time make sure you tune in on all of our platforms and that's anywhere where podcasts are being played make sure you visit us at www.realgirlfriend.org or on Instagram at realgirlfriend7 that's the number 7 Twitter at realgirlfriend or on our Facebook page at Real Girlfriends Across America. We can't wait to chat with you next. And until next time, have a great and awesome day.
3: Love Talk Radio.
0: Hello. My name is Corinne and I am hosting the show tonight. And we are clutched by real girlfriends across America, powered by Building Rome, and we are a company that has a foundation and a mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. And tonight I am
3: here with Tawanda. And how are you, Tawanda? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. How about you, my sister?
0: I am doing well. And tonight we are talking about domestic violence versus a healthy relationship. Um, Now, have you ever been in a situation where you were in a domestic violence relationship? Who, me? (laughs)
3: Yes, (laughs) you No, man. <laughs> and I'm not laughing about that. I'm just laughing, thinking of, man, I wish somebody would, friend. Oh, man, please. Man, I'm gangster. I'm too gangster. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, um, seriously, I, I we had a show before, and I talked about how one of my um first jobs out of college, I was a social worker at Salvation Army, and I really – was judging women that had came in that were in abusive relationships because I didn't understand. You know, I'm an extremely aggressive person who grew up in a house where my dad has is a, the alpha male, and my mom is extremely, like, submissive and quiet, and my dad used to be cursing sometimes, talking shit, and he used to piss me off. And I felt like, hey, he's, like, six foot, she's, like, five two, and he's, like, dominant over her, and he's talking junk, he never physically abused her, but he verbally abused all of us. Like when he was pissed off and it, 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 I hated it, I didn't like it. And I felt like it was intimidating. So I always grew up saying no one is ever going to curse me out or talk shit to me. And I always said that if somebody tried to put their hands on me, I would kill them. Like, and I don't want to go to jail, but that would be a reason. So, no, um, thank thank God that I've never been in a situation like that. However, I unfortunately have had friends in a domestic situation. I even have one friend that got killed because of a domestic situation. Yeah, and I um,
0: as well have not been um, a victim of domestic violence either. Um, One thing that we can actually do is we can talk about um, how it's defined. Um, So domestic violence is also referred as to as an intimate partner um, violence, um, which is IPV, and dating abuse or relationship abuse. Um, So it's defined as a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship. Um, So verbal abuse is one form of domestic violence. Um, So domestic violence does not discriminate. So any person of any race age, gender, sexuality, religion, educational level, or economic status can be a victim um, or even a predator of domestic violence. Um, This includes behaviors such as physical harm, intimidation, manipulation, or control over a partner. Um, Otherwise, anyone that forces themselves to behave in ways that they don't want to, including through physical violence, threats, emotional abuse, or financial control. Um, so there's multiple forms of abuse, and they are usually presented at the same time in abusive relationships. Um, so if you do find yourself um, in that situation, um, there are numbers that you can call, such as 1-800-799-SAFE, um, and they'll be able to provide you with additional information. It's um, important to know the difference from a healthy relationship um, versus an unhealthy relationship. Um, So let's say,
3: um, do you know some of the warning signs of abuse? Oh, man. Um, Well, before I I share a warning sign, I want to quickly say, because I had two incidents. Um, uh, One time I had a client um, that I actually came across that had called um, the Salvation Army when I worked there that was in an abusive situation, and she called, and she was telling me what what happened, then she hung the phone up. And I shared this on a previous show, and I was so scared. I didn't really know what to do, but the phone rung again, and I said, you know, Salvation Army, this is, may I help you? And the guy said, if you send someone here. I know where you work at, and I'll get you. Um, it scared me to death. And then another situation, um, you know, there was a lady that, when I used to work at the Housing Authority, um, that was telling me of a story of, of a woman that years and years before that was um, in, like, a, the um, the shelter, and she went to a different county because she was in an abusive relationship. And, you know, a lot of times you still have your phone or you still want to call your guy and tell him you miss him and you're thinking about him. where well, the guy actually got her to give up where she was, and um, he came into the safe house and killed everybody in the house. Um, and this was a, a county in South Carolina about 15 years ago, so it's 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 just really really scary. But warning signs, um, of like somebody that maybe abused you, yeah, I can think of a couple really really quickly because I've had conversations with girlfriends. Like if you meet someone and they're extremely jealous, you know what I'm saying? Like who are you talking to? Where are you going? Like extremely extremely jealous. That's a warning sign because that can turn into something else you know or or maybe if they're possessive you know what I'm saying like if they think that they control you um that uh, again is another warning sign even being verbally abusive you know because the thing is like i said my dad was a, i i say he was verbally abusive he was always cussing us out but with a lot of people when they curse you out eventually it may get physical you know what i'm saying some people you know one thing is can lead into something else so to me, that's a sign um, of of an abuser. And it's still verbal abuse is bad to a degree. And the last thing I want to share, like I've, I've, I've heard stories of situations of like four sex. There's even a lady that I recently met through someone else who put a book out about how, how her husband raped her. And she ended up getting pregnant and having her son. And for years, she had actually always resented her son because he was conceived with her husband raping her. Um, and that's bad. But yeah, there's so many different signs. Even with even with being in a relationship, they try to control your life, control your finances. Those are all warning signs. And you know a lot of sometimes we think it's cute, um, Corinne, Oh, he's jealous, oh he possessive. We think it's cute. But it's cute until it ain't cute. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's cute until it's not. Mm-hmm. Because this is, this shit is serious. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and you're you're completely
0: right, and some people may say, "Well, he really loves me because he's jealous and um and that's actually one of the warning signs when you hit the, the no in the um head. Um, it actually used the same words that you use when you said extremely jealous, so showing extreme jealousy of your friend's time um that you spent away from that person. Um that's one sign. um like you said, insulting or demeaning or shaming you, especially in front of other people, that's another sign. Um, telling you that you'll never do anything um, or do anything right, um, preventing you or disturbing you from spending time with your friends, family, or your peers, um, preventing you from making your own decisions, such as wanting to go to work or attending school, um, someone that controls your finances in your household without discussing anything with you, including taking your money away or refusing to provide money for necessary expenses. Um, and you actually touched on this one as well, um, pressuring you to having sex or performing sexual acts on you without your consults. Um pressuring you to use drugs or alcohol, um, intimidating you by threatening you or giving you threatening looks and actions, um, insulting your parenthood or your parenting, um, threatening to harm you or take your children or your pets away, um, someone that intimidates you with weapons like guns, knives, bats, or mace, and someone that destroys your, um, your property. So those are some of the signs that you want to um, look out for. Um, and then remember, no one deserves to experience any type of abuse. Um, so if they're doing any of those things, you should definitely um, try to create a safety plan. And we are going to discuss some of those um, plans that you can, you know, put into place um it's that I went to the hotline.org, which is that what that phone number is that I shared, which was again one eight hundred seven nine nine safe, um, which is seven two three three. So one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Um but when I visited that website it actually had a, a button in the corner um that said exit. Now I thought it was the exit out of the screen, but when I hit exit it all exited out of the website. Um, And I think that that was placed there in case you're on the website and you need to hurry up and exit out of it because, let's say, your abuser walks in the room. Um, So it looks like they made this so that if you are in that situation, you can get help and um, they made it easier so you don't get caught getting the help that you need, um, which is a lot of um, times people are afraid that they may get caught when they're trying to leave. Um, So it's a important that you do try to um, build a future without fear. Um, you want to try to create a safety plan um, that's going to get you, and if you have children, get them into a, a, a safe environment. Um, and the safety plan is personalized, um, and you can go to this website as well, the and get help to create your safety plan. Um, you want to include a plan that includes vital information to help to your unique situation. Um, and get um, prepared for um, situations where you may need to leave um, at a stop's notice. Um, We only have a few minutes left, um, but do you have any advice for someone that may be um, experiencing domestic violence?
3: Well, as we get ready to close out, I really want to take the last few minutes and say to everyone, it's okay to be in a healthy relationship. If you're in a relationship that's abusive, that has potential to become abusive, find a way to get out and leave because you definitely don't want to be a part of the over 30,000 people that have died in the world behind um, domestic violence and abuse. You don't want, I'm sorry, 87,000 women were killed worldwide. That was in 2017, and most of these could have been prevented. Focus on healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are people that have respect for each other, people that are effectively communicating, relationships that have trust, that have support, accountability, fairness, being equal, um, enjoying spending time together, making mutual sexual choices, and having just having cultural as well as spiritual respect. Abuse is not the only type of relationship. And we do not have to be with someone who does not love us, who we don't trust, who we don't respect, doesn't respect us, can't communicate. We can choose to be in a healthy relationship. So that is what I want to encourage. And we've all fallen short. We've all made mistakes. We've all picked the wrong person at some point in time. Find a way to get out before it's too late. Back to you, Corinne.
0: And, and thank you for sharing that with the audience as well because it is important to get out while you can before it is too late. Um, and the, we know that the process of leaving is a um, great deal of courage, planning, and just being cautious um, against the violence. Just remember to record any evidence of abuse, um, take pictures if need to, store um, a journal in a safe place if you can um, safely do so, um, establish where you can go to get help such as the hotline that we gave, um, just plan to get to safety um, and just make sure that you um, just get safe and make sure that you are safe in doing so. And that's all that we have tonight. Um, Again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. And thank you for listening, and until next time.